Welcome to Day 54 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3, The Story of the Prophets. And uh, we come into an anomaly in our reading through the prophets uh, that we'll uh, experience on a couple of occasions as we go through the year. Uh, rather than reading a long passage, we just have a little short section uh, beginning in chapter 14, 28, you know, through 32. And uh, this fits in the overall context of a section, you know, of Isaiah that began in chapter 13, uh, where God pronounces judgments on all of the nations. And these are, there's not any, you know, certain order, you know, or building up of the nations, you know, from the greatest to the least. Some of these are Israel's past enemies, like Edom and Moab. Uh, some of them are you know, present enemies, like, you know, Philistine. They will read, to, you know, Philistia, which we'll read today, which was a big part of, uh, you know, the antagonism, antagonism <laughs> you know, through the book of uh, Kings and Chronicles. Uh, and then some of them are, you know, great world powers. And uh, we mentioned that the book ended by Babylon, you know, the, who is, uh, uh, you know, characterized by her military strength. And then uh, Tyre will be the final one that was characterized by her strength in commerce and her wealth. And uh, those are the two things that we must often look to for our comfort, for power, and, and for wealth, and certainly the things that Israel was looking for as well. And you'll remember, you know, that uh, Isaiah begins prophesying in a time of great prosperity uh, when the nation would say, how can we possibly come to this this level of harm? But indeed they did. So as we read, uh, as always, we offer ourselves in in this moment to the Lord. We realize it's a gift to hear from the Lord through His Word, and not only to hear from the Lord through His Word, but to have His Spirit present in us to bring his word to life to show us who God is, who we are, and, and how we can respond, you know, to him. So uh, before we read, David, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Let's pray. And Father, we do thank you so much for your word. What an absolute gift um, to have your living and active word um, present among us. And we ask that it would do a deep work in our hearts, um, remind us, re- renew us, restore us, um, help us um, to be your people who live by by your spirit for your glory. Uh, we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 14, beginning in verse 28. And this prophecy came in the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken. From the root of that snake will spring up a viper. Its root will be darting, a venomous serpent. The poorest of the poor will find pastor and the needy will lie down in safety but your root I will destroy by famine it will slay your survivors well you gates how you city melt away all you Philistines a cloud of smoke comes from the north and there is not a straggler in its ranks what answer shall be given to the envoys of that nation the Lord has established Zion and in her his afflicted people will find refuge so we move into uh, you know it's very significant you know that it happens that the year Ahaz you know dies Ahaz had a you know a, a certain level of prosperity you know, as a king of Judah where he was able to expand the nation. Uh, matter of fact, you have that little line in Chronicles that uh, you know all went well with him until he became powerful, and of course when he became powerful he became proud, you know as well. But you have him as you know one who has begun to you know. Uh, you know, subdue the old enemies, the Philistines, uh, but you have coming after him one who, 
subdued them even more fully, Hezekiah. So that's the deal. You've, you've lost a snake, but you've inherited a viper. So don't rejoice that Ahaz is gone. Hezekiah is on his way, and he's going to be even stronger uh, and even more powerful You know, for this brief you know, period of history. And, of course, both uh, Philistia and uh, you know, J- uh, Jerusalem will eventually fall mm-hmm. you know, to the Babylonians. Verse uh, verse thirty stands out to me in, in in the middle of this viper, you know, springing up, and but the poorest of the poor they will find pasture, and the needy, you know, will lie in safety. And you know, to think back to the words of Jesus and in Matthew five, you know, he's talking about you know, blessed are the the poor in spirit, for for theirs is the kingdom. And I remember reading Keller just the other day. He said, you know, so often we don't view ourselves as poor in spirit; we kind of view ourselves as middle class in spirit, like. You know, like, yeah, I've done some stuff, but I've also done some good things as no, well. No, that, that's and, wonderful. Yeah. And then, but really, the, this poor in spirit is the, the idea of, no, I, I have nothing to contribute. I am I am needy and desperate. And even the good things I did, I did them for bad reasons, yeah. right? And and so there's that beauty of, you know, the poor finding refuge as a, as a kingdom kind of falls, but then the poor in spirit are the ones that yeah. are to inherit the kingdom. What a wonderful right? phrase. Uh, of course, we're talking about mm-hmm. Timothy Keller, you know, the yeah. past president of... Redeemer Church in Manhattan, and uh, right now is fighting a fierce battle with mm-hmm. cancer. So uh, we'd want to remember him and pray for him. But uh, what a wonderful you know, turn of phrase! That is exactly how we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever you know come to the place where I you know see myself as completely impoverished. Mm-hmm. So middle class and spirit is a great mm-hmm. phrase. It's it's kind of yeah, I'm half and half, halfway depending on the Lord, and halfway Not so bad enjoying off, could all. Do all yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a really, you know, it's a really nice, you know, turn of the phrase. But here you also have, you know, the idea that the Lord knows how to preserve. Again, we're talking about the the remnant that's going to be, you know, part of this, you know, and, and will be the poor. There there have been some occasions where the Lord said, "I myself will judge the poor because they too are unfaithful to me." But uh, it's just a simple picture that the Lord, even in the middle of all of this, knows how to preserve His, his own people. And of course, that's a picture we get in Revelation as well as times you know, get intensely bad toward the end of the age, uh, that God knows how to keep his people and preserve his own, yeah. even mm-hmm. in a time of calamity. But it's a reminder to that the Lord can see what we can't see. You know, that in mm-hmm. times of whether you want to call it prosperity or blessing or, or just what seems to be success, you know, mm-hmm. we think, well, we're thriving, we've overcome, we've, you know, conquered. And and yet the Lord's saying, you can't see past you know, you just you can't see past any of that, but I do, and and so he you know, this message of judgment comes down on the Philistines, and yet it's they're they're boasting, you know, that they've overcome yeah. Israel, and the Lord said, no, I'm preserving my people, and if you could see this, mm-hmm. you would be quick to repent, yeah. you would be quick to turn, and, and, and of course you also have that you know kind of tendency we have is things are bad now, but you know something's going to change and everything's going to be better. And, of course, that's you know not necessarily the case when you're trusting in people and you're trusting in things on the horizon. Uh, the next you know, the next politician may be worse than the one before or the next. You know, and so we put our hope in, in politicians or in kings or in powers or in the rise and fall of our enemies. None of those are the place where our hope should be put. Our hope you know, mm-hmm. should be put you know, ultimately in the Lord and in, and in his work. And I do love how it ends. Um, the Lord has established Zion, and in her, his afflicted people will find refuge. And it's just a comfort knowing that whatever God chooses to establish will remain. I mean, He is the one that sees to that, you know, to that to the end. And I think of even, 
he who began the good work in us will mm-hmm. see it to completion, and it, that is in Christ. And of course, the word "afflicted" is a, a word here, you know, in the context of Isaiah. Uh, the one who has afflicted him has been the Lord, who has brought about his judgment and his discipline. And we're reminded, you know, that the Lord bruises, but He also binds mm-hmm. up, and this is the healing, you know. And and both are done in love. Right. You know, we think the loving act is, you know, the comfort we receive from the Lord, but the loving act, you know, reminded in Hebrews is often the discipline we receive right. from the Lord because He disciplines those, you know, that He loves as a son. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, we ought to be really concerned if we're not experiencing you know, to some degree, his discipline when we uh, walk away from him or testing and trial in order to strengthen our faith uh, because it, it does mean that we, we haven't embraced, you know, true sonship and all that. But mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a gorgeous picture. Well, that brings us, you know, to the end of the week. We've provided you a reading in Psalms, you know, always on the weekends if you're reading from our reading app or our reading plan. So we encourage you just for a change of pace to find a, you know, a quiet place, grab a cup of coffee and, you know, read the Psalms, which is, you know, the prayer book for Israel, but also a prayer book, you know, for us, you know, as well. And uh, be praying, you know, for uh, uh, church services on Sunday as we gather God's people to be in His presence and to rejoice in Him and to be encouraged uh, by Him. And uh, we hope to see you on Sunday. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for the elegance of its literature. We thank you for the vividness of its portrait, but more than anything else, we thank you for its truthfulness and and how it speaks uh, to our heart, to our circumstances, to our idolatries, exposes us for who we are and offers the true freedom that can only be found in you. And and Father, may we, uh, through this weekend and uh, uh, through uh, the days ahead, rest in you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. 